You're listening to Julie's Library, where books bring us together. Today we're going to read On a Beam of Light, written by Jennifer Byrne and illustrated by Vladimir Radunsky. Hello, welcome. I'm so glad you're here. I'm Julie Andrews, and this is my library. As always, my daughter Emma Walton Hamilton is here. Hello. We can't wait to read with you today. Emma, you look so deep in thought. What's on your mind? You know, on my way to the library today, I had a wild idea. Well, tell me. Well, I was walking through the park when I saw a dog with shiny black fur. It was walking along with its owner, who was all bundled up head to toe in a sweater and a coat and a scarf. So I thought to myself... Why don't we humans have warm fur coats like dogs? It would be so much easier. What a funny thing to imagine. I guess it would be nice if I didn't have to worry about staying warm. Right? I think I'd want to grow shaggy yellow fur, like a golden retriever. I'd like to grow a curly white coat, like my little poodle button. Aw, <laughs> we'd look very fashionable. We would. You know, I have curious thoughts like that sometimes, too. Just the other day, I was looking out the window and thinking of spring, and I wondered, could I travel around the world fast enough to find springtime wherever I went? Wow, what a great question. I have no idea. Well, neither do I. But isn't that what makes a question exciting? Being curious about something can take you on unexpected journeys and teach you new things about the world around you. We asked some of our friends to share their big questions about the way the world works. And here's what they said. How does the Earth spin? How can we stop global warming? How do we get the water from space? Is there really treasure at the end of the rainbow? Who invented the TV? I wonder why I'm so big and why you are bigger than me. (laughs) My big question is how is language made? If the earth is spinning, why can't we feel it? Well, you are all wonderfully curious. The world is such a big, interesting place. Mm. Once you start asking questions about it, you never want to stop. Today's book is about a boy who did just that. He spent his whole life asking big questions and trying hard to answer them. And his name was Albert Einstein. You may have heard of him. He grew up to be a famous scientist. But I can't wait to learn how he got there. Where did he live? What was he like as a kid? You're fabulously full of questions today, Em. Let's grab our book and head to the reading nook. I have a hunch we'll find some answers there. We'll see you in just a moment. Hey, listeners, our friends at Smash Boom Best are back with 16 brand new episodes. Smash Boom Best is a debate podcast for the whole family. Each episode takes two cool things, smashes them together, and asks you to decide which one is best, like vampires versus werewolves. 
ice cream versus french fries, pandas versus penguins. Using facts and the power of persuasion, debaters teach real skills about constructive debate and making sound arguments. Listen to Smash Boom Best wherever you listen to podcasts. My absolute favorite spot in the library is our reading nook. With cozy pillows all around. Mm, a glowing lamp shines its light on the pages. There's a squishy rug under our feet and a window to look out. While thinking big, curious thoughts. Exactly. Now, let's begin today's book. On a Beam of Light by Jennifer Byrne. Over a hundred years ago, as the stars swirled in the sky, as the earth circled the sun, as the March winds blew through a little town by a river, a baby boy was born. His parents named him Albert. Albert turned one year old and didn't say a word. Albert turned two and didn't say a word. Albert turned three and hardly said a word at all. He just looked around with his big, curious eyes, looked and wondered, looked and wondered. His parents worried. Little Albert was so different. Was there something wrong? But he was their baby, so they loved him, no matter what. One day, when Albert was sick in bed, his father brought him a compass, a small, round case with a magnetic needle inside. No matter which way Albert turned the compass, the needle always pointed north, as if held by an invisible hand. Albert was so amazed, his body trembled. Suddenly, he knew there were mysteries in the world, hidden and silent, unknown and unseen. He wanted more than anything to understand those mysteries. Albert started asking questions. Questions at home, questions at school... So many questions that some of his teachers told him he was a disruption to his class. They said he would never amount to anything unless he learned to behave like all the other students. But Albert didn't want to be like the other students. He wanted to discover the hidden mysteries in the world. One day, as Albert was zipping through the countryside on his bicycle... He looked up at the beams of sunlight speeding from the sun to the earth. He wondered what would it be like to ride one of those beams. And in his mind, right then and there, Albert was no longer on his bicycle, no longer on the country road. He was racing through space on a beam of light. It was the biggest, most exciting thought Albert had ever had, and it filled his mind with questions. Albert began to read and study. He read about light and sound, 
about heat and magnetism, and about gravity, the invisible force that pulls us down toward our planet and keeps the moon from floating away into outer space. And he read about numbers. Albert loved numbers. They were like a secret language for figuring things out. But all that reading still didn't answer all of Albert's questions, so he kept on reading wondering and learning. When Albert graduated from college, he wanted to teach the subjects he loved, all the things he had read about all those years. But Albert couldn't find a job as a teacher. So he got another job, a simple, quiet job in a government office, an office where he worked with other people's ideas and inventions, He did his work very well and very quickly, so quickly that he had lots of extra time to think and wonder. Albert watched a lump of sugar dissolve and disappear into his hot tea. How could this happen? He watched the smoke from his pipe swirl and disappear into the air. How could one thing disappear into another? Then he began to figure it out. He thought about the idea that everything is made out of teeny, tiny moving bits of stuff, far too tiny to see, little bits called atoms. Some people didn't believe that atoms existed, but Albert's figuring helped prove that everything in the world is made of atoms. Even sugar and tea, even smoke and air, even Albert and you. Then Albert thought about motion. He realized that everything is always moving, moving through space, moving through time. Even sound asleep, we're moving as our planet circles the sun and our lives travel into the future. Albert saw time and space as no one ever had before. Albert wrote down his new ideas, put them into envelopes, and sent them to science magazines. The magazines printed everything Albert sent. He hoped that scientists and professors would be interested. And they were very interested indeed. They asked Albert to come work with them and teach with them. For the first time in his life, people started to say, Albert is a genius. Now Albert could spend all his days doing what he loved, imagining, wondering, figuring, and thinking. Albert thought about very, very big things, like the size and shape of the entire universe. He thought about very, very small things, like what goes on inside the atoms that everything is made of. He thought about mysterious forces like magnetism and gravity. He discovered whole new ways to understand how all these things work. 
Everywhere Albert went, he would think and think. One of Albert's favourite thinking places was his little sailboat. He loved to let his mind wander as the wind blew him across the water. Sometimes when Albert was having a tough time with a tricky problem, he would put it aside and play his violin. Music made Albert happy. He said it helped him to think better. Albert even chose his clothes for thinking. His favourites were his comfy old saggy baggy sweaters and pants and shoes without socks. He said now that he was grown up, no one could tell him to put on his socks. In the town where he lived, he became known for wandering around deep in thought, sometimes eating an ice cream cone, always recognisable with his long, wild hair, which by then had become quite white. Everywhere Albert went, he tried to figure out the secrets of the universe, and he never forgot about the beam of light that he rode so long ago in his imagination. Albert figured out that no person, no thing, could ever zoom through space as fast as a beam of light. He figured that if he could travel near the speed of light, crazy things would happen. Only minutes would pass for Albert, while years and years went by for the rest of us. This idea was so amazing, people didn't believe it at first. But scientists today have proven that it's true. Albert thought and figured until the very last minute of the very last day of his life. He asked questions never asked before, found answers never found before, and dreamed up ideas never dreamt before. Albert's ideas helped build spaceships and satellites that travel to the moon and beyond. His thinking helped us understand our universe as no one ever had before. But still, Albert left us many big questions, questions that scientists are working on today, questions that someday you may answer. By wondering, thinking, and imagining. The End That was such an inspiring story. Mm. It makes me want to keep asking big questions, just like Albert, even if other people don't understand my curiosity. Yes, that was one thing that was surprising to learn. People didn't always think Albert was brilliant. Right. Today, Albert Einstein is famous for his discoveries, but his teachers thought he might never be able to learn like the rest of his class. Well, how wrong they were. It's a good reminder that thinking differently from other people can be a very good thing and that there are many different ways to learn. I loved the part in the story about Albert playing his violin whenever he was having a tough time mm. with a tricky problem. It helped him think better. Me too. I often find that if I'm stuck about something and I take a walk or sharpen my pencils or make a cup of tea, 
the solution does come. Isn't that amazing? Ah, uh, that means we have a message. Let's see who it's from. Hi, Julie. Hi, Emma. This is Professor Chengpei Ma from the University of California at Berkeley. I'm an astrophysicist, and I'm a black hole hunter. Einstein predicted, using pencils on papers, that black holes could exist. Einstein predicted that gravity would bend the path of a beam of light, much like how gravity bends the path of baseball downward when you throw it to me. Now, when gravity gets very strong, stronger than anything you and I have ever experienced on Earth, the beams of light would get bent so much that it turns back towards itself and never gets out. And then this object would be black, since you can't see it. In fact, we call them black holes. I use telescopes and computers to discover black holes in nature, and we're finding them. Einstein was right. If you have big questions about the universe, keep asking them. Be curious. Often we lose that curiosity as we grow up. So keep it like Einstein did, and pursue your dreams. Bye. It's fascinating to learn more about how scientists think and how curiosity can lead to wonderful discoveries. And speaking of wonderful, it's time for wonderful, wonderful, wonderful words. Almost every book I come across teaches me a new wonderful word. Or it reminds me of one I've always loved. Today's book got me thinking about the word satellite. A satellite is an object in space that goes around a bigger something, like like a planet in circles. The moon is a natural satellite, but there are also satellites scientists have made and launched into space. Some of them make our cell phones work. I didn't know the moon was a satellite.、Mm. How interesting! Sometimes a wonderful word is one that's just plain fun to say, <laughs> like wiggly. Oh, I've always thought wiggly sounds like what it means. Don't you think? I do. Listeners, we want to hear your wonderful words too. It could be a word that you think is especially fun to say, or a word that you think has an interesting or useful meaning. Here are some of the wonderful words that our listeners have shared with us. My favorite wonderful word is candy. I think lacrosse is a wonderful word because I like to play it with my dad a lot. My favorite word is beautiful. Spaghetti. My favorite word is fabulous because I'm fabulous and it's really fun to say bye. We always want to hear more of your wonderful words. You can send them to us by visiting julieslibraryshow.org, and they might end up on the show. Well, thank you so much for reading with us today. We always love sharing new books with you. We'll be back next week with another fantastic story that we've picked just for you. Until then. Happy reading and bye bye. 
Julie's Library is hosted and produced by Julie Andrews and me, Emma Walton-Hamilton. The featured book in this episode was On a Beam of Light, a story of Albert Einstein, written by Jennifer Byrne and illustrated by Vladimir Radunsky, and published by Chronicle Books, thanks to the team at Chronicle Books. If you enjoyed today's story, why not pick up a copy of the book? You can find On a Beam of Light, a story of Albert Einstein, at your local library or bookstore. The illustrations of Einstein riding his bike, playing violin, and sailing are all so much fun. For more book recommendations, head to julieslibraryshow.org. Sign up for our newsletter and you'll receive special activities and notes from Mom and me. Julie's Library is produced by Molly Bloom, Elissa Dudley, Rosie DuPont, Tracy Mumford, Mark Sanchez, and Sandon Totten. Our executive producer is Lauren D. Digital production is by Christina Lopez, and original music is from Allison Leighton Brown. Sound design is by Phoebe Wang, and engineering is by Sam Hamilton. Sound mixing is by Corey Schreppel and Eric Romani. Special thanks to Cynthia Daniels of Monk Music Studios and Lily Kim. We always love hearing from our listeners. Today you heard from Violet from Sunnyvale, California, Bella from Virginia, Cece and Eva from Pennsylvania, Drew from Yukon, Oklahoma, Gemma from Singapore, Luna from Oaxaca, Mexico, Mia from Mission Viejo, California, Sloan from Ontario, Canada, Anastasia from Bucharest, Romania, Addie from Park City, Utah, Oliver from Memphis, Tennessee, Serafina from Vernon, Connecticut, and Tag. Julie's Library is a production of American Public Media. Hey, listeners. Our friends at Smash Boom Best are back with 16 brand new episodes. Smash Boom Best is a debate podcast for the whole family. Each episode takes two cool things, smashes them together, and asks you to decide which one is best. Like vampires versus werewolves, ice cream versus french fries, pandas versus penguins. Using facts and the power of persuasion, debaters teach real skills about constructive debate and making sound arguments. Listen to Smash Boom Best wherever you listen to podcasts.